1: Oh, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company.
0: They're talking about him being traded. Is that just the Carolina Panthers not caring? Or do you think that the Vikings uh, are really planning on building around him for the future? Uh, so I think with the Panthers, first of all, my guess is at some point they will probably call on everyone they are obviously looking for a quarterback. And so what happens is, you know, we all say, hey, could Kirk Cousins be on the move when we talk about it? And then teams go, oh, maybe this is true. And then they will call. So like a lot of times and then they see that, right? The reports where you'll see, you'll be like, oh, so-and-so called this team and they got a firm no. That comes from them seeing the media and being like, oh, wow, maybe we could get him. So I don't think there's anything there. I think Cousins will be back.
1: Oh, man. Oh, juicy. We've got Rap Sheet versus Zolgad in a speculation <laughs> death match.
0: No. Yeah, yeah, we're in the ring. <laughs> Come on, Rap Sheet. No.
1: Oh, this is a special live edition of Purple Daily here, um, in part because our guy Declan is operating with some slower internet in his home than he would be at work. We're making life easier on him, but also because... There's just a lot of fun things happening right now with three weeks to go until the NFL league year opens up. We got Rap Sheet commenting on on what Judd talked about a couple days ago on Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company and TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. By the way, I know a lot of people, it's Tuesday, and so a lot of people uh, tune in for our guy Alex Boone and uh, he is uh, he's got four kids many of which are in sporting events he's had a hockey practice right so we're, we'll get booney back in the mix he's taken a week this week and um he's been awesome all year so thanks for for all of you supporting the show and supporting Alex Boone. so i don't know let's start with let's start with this ian rappaport this is now like day 11 in a row where and i'm not trying to you know crap on ian rappaport here he is a wonderful nfl insider but he has now spent the last like week and a half, almost every day, coming out and saying, Kirk Cousins isn't going anywhere. Kirk Cousins isn't going anywhere. And yet this contract thing looms. The Panthers have made a phone call. You're reporting on that, Judd. Um, I don't know. Where do you, you want to start with this? What do you make a rap sheet coming out every single day and saying, nothing here, nothing here, nothing here. Is he going to do this for three more weeks? Is there really going to be, really?
0: Like there, no one's going to make an offer, nothing, in three weeks? I guess on that point, I'm a little bit surprised that he, like, what he said is not wrong. Like, like the Panthers are going to call teams. They're going to call. They are desperate for a starting quarterback who, who is an upgrade on Sam Darnold. Getting an upgrade on Sam, like, there's a lot of calls to make. So he's not wrong on, on that. I'm a little bit surprised he's all in on the, the fact that uh, that Kirk is not going to be traded for sure. And Kirk might not be. But the contract is important. Like, you can't just dismiss the contract and be like, oh, the contract. uh, Kirk Cousins, from what we're told, has no intention of of doing an extension that does not give him a significant pay increase. Uh, Quasi has a four-year contract. Is he going to give Cousins a a $40 million 2023 base salary uh, when his cap hit for 2022 is going to be? Forty-five, he might be be like, you know what, can't do that. I don't blame Quasi if he doesn't. So I'm a little bit surprised that Rap Sheet's all in on nothing's going to happen. That being said, I think his explanation of the here and now is correct. I mean, Carolina's going to to make calls, and I would guess at, at the combine, Kirk Cousins' name is going to be broached. Yeah, a lot. It doesn't mean a trade is coming, but it does mean that as I told Dugs on the scoop. As well today, Phil. This is the thing. There is, when it comes to Quasi and O'Connell, right? There is no track record or assumptions other teams can make. Like with Rick. At some point in time, you probably called Rick a thousand times and you thought to yourself, Am I going to call Rick again? Probably not now. Like I know what Rick does, I know what Mike wants. But we are talking about a first time GM and first time coach. And so I would guess that the phone lines for the Vikings and the conversations at the Combine are going to be are going to be many as teams deduct. Can I rip Kwesi off? Perhaps I can. Perhaps I, I can't. But like we are in for a ton, a ton of conversation based on it would be irresponsible of other teams not to check in with. The Vikings, if they need a quarterback, if Mm -hmm. if they need are in need of a a top flight pass rushing defensive end, right? So I think that the calls and the conversations are going to be many. We as reporters will find out about a fraction. When we do, we're going to talk about it. Like I'm not going to say, "Well, I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to get traded to the Panthers." So you know what? I am. It's my responsibility not to talk about this. No, when we find out, it's our responsibility to report it and then discuss what we think might be the possible implications of the conversation. By the way, if
1: uh, if you guys are looking for a deep dive into what a Panthers-Vikings trade could look like, we actually spent like a half hour on that on Mackie and Judd today. And I believe that's up on the Score North YouTube channel as well when we're done with this episode. Feel free to to go check that out. Declan, are you drinking whiskey right now?
2: No, it's just ginger ale. I know it, that. <laughs> I, it, it does.
0: It, it, it's <laughs> it's just ginger ale. <laughs> 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 it's just ginger ale. Sure, sure. Yeah, <laughs> don't get me. Cool. No, I know there's fine. a blizzard
1: happening, but no. man. Yeah no.
0: yeah, no, that's cool. Just just ginger ale. The, yep. the nectar of the gods, yep. okay? I'm just dr- <laughs> This Am is I, a diet yeah. Dr. Pepper. Don't, yes. don't look at yes. the surly Furious. Uh, I know. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, what, what is that that you're uh, going to yeah. get a drink later today there, Jed? Why don't you tell us real quick?
0: I, I will indeed. It is, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the one, the only fighting in the red corner, Surly fighting. Furious IPA, because there is no better way. There is no better way to recklessly speculate than to do it with a Surly brewing product. And in my case, it is the Surly Furious IPA. Yeah. That is what I'm drinking.
1: I will say real quick on, on rap sheet. Yeah. And I told you guys this off microphone just before we jumped on. I'll, I'll say it on the show. He's I'm conflicted because he's, he's such a great NFL insider and reporter, but he's also been doing this for like 20 or 25 years or something. So he's, he's been through the lead up to the NFL league year, the combine. Like this is where things start brewing. This is where discussions happen. This is where like, there's, there's a huge contract elephant in the room with cousins, This is the most quarterback needy market we've seen in maybe my life watching football where you literally have like seven, eight, nine teams. I mean, think about Browns, Commanders, Panthers, Steelers, Niners, like all these teams that are in discussions about quarterbacks and upgrades. And and he has just sat on the same. It's weird, like. There's going to be more. Once once Aaron Rodgers decides, and by the way, he was on McAfee today and said, no news today, sorry guys. Yeah. He he has turned into a more aggressive version of Brett Favre, I feel like, yeah. and it's in the social media era. Rapsheet knows in his heart that there's going to be an evolution to this thing. More teams are going to call. Teams are going to make offers for Kirk Cousins, and it's going to be up to the Vikings to decide if they want to say yes or if they want to you know, figure out a deal. You know, do they want to try and restructure? Whatever, I'm just—I'm so curious as to why he continues to just put this out day after day after day. Who is he serving? Who is he getting the information from? Things could very easily change in the next two or three weeks. I know that. I know what the detractors of the show are going to say. God, oh, it's okay. You okay? Okay. Yep. Phone. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna. Thanks, they're gonna the, yeah, exactly. They're gonna say, "Well, you guys are just like trying to wish this into existence." Well, of course I am. I don't want Kirk Cousins to be the quarterback of this team anymore, and I don't really care if Kevin O'Connell's a great offensive. Line. I'm ready to move on. Yep. But it's just it's weird to me that that Rappaport keeps pushing the same thing, knowing how many things could change in the next three weeks.
0: I agree, um but when when you need when your biggest thing in life is information you're going to become married to certain people who who want things spun their way right like i i had had that like you can't there there's a there's a a give and take so you can't say i think you're lying now like like let's say he's talking to o'connell or something okay he can't be like hey kevin give me a scoop and O'Connell does. And then say, you're lying about that one. I'm going to report the opposite. So, mm-hmm. like, it, that job is incredibly tough. And the, the thing that I respect but also is incredibly difficult, Phil, is they are serving every team. Like, they're expected. It, it is hard to get news from one team. And I, I know that they are technically employed by the league, but there's 32 teams. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you fly in the face of, 3 GMs or coaches and, and they're like you're full of crap. I'm going to report. They're going to remember that and you are not going to get a nugget from them again. So, I respect the fact that those jobs are incredibly incredibly tough and and the price of currency uh can be expensive at times.
1: Yeah. So, I found this article. So, one of our one of our loyal listeners tweeted this article from a few years ago to us today because a huge part of this discussion revolves around what the Vikings will do with cousins contract. And then on the flip side, how willing is cousins and and you talked about this, just some information that you have gathered uh, from a couple days ago to Judd. Is he going to either a take a pay cut of some kind that helps the Vikings get salary cap relief and build a, a better roster around him? Right. And if, and if, if, he's not going to take a pay cut, then would he, would he then at least agree to the structure of a deal, maybe a longer-term deal or something, whatever it looks like, so they can move some money around? And um, I'm going to read this quote, and this is not meant to be like a fight about religion by any means. Okay, I'm not – listen, I grew up Catholic. I'm mostly agnostic now, but this is not about, like, fighting about religion. I read you this quote from a few years ago. This is from Pro Football Talk. It's Kirk Cousins at a Liberty University convocation – and um, and this is his thought on short-term, big-money contracts. I prayed about it. I do believe the Lord, at least in my life, likes to use one-year contracts and not long-term contracts. He likes to take me to the edge of the Red Sea and have me see that there is water in front of me, there are mountains on either side, and there are Egyptians chasing me from behind. Or Bears defensive lineman. Jason from more mine. Detroit Lions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a heck of an Egyptian. Um, he, uh, the Lord wants me to sit there for a moment and go, you better show up. And then he parts the Red Sea, and he's done that time and a time again in my life on the football field and off the football field. Um, so he's, I mean, he's saying that it's a, sh- a series of short-term challenges by the Lord, and, and that he's, you know, he's not meant to sign long-term contracts. Mm-hmm. Again, this is from like four years ago, mm-hmm. toward the end of his Washington run. But if he genuinely has these short-term bet on yourself, get all the money that you can, ideas in his head, and they are tied into his religious beliefs, as he said at this convocation, I don't know that you're gonna con- that you're gonna convince him. Hey, listen, man, you're actually more like a twenty-five million dollar. Co- I mean, Stafford's cap hit was twenty, guy. You know, if we're gonna make the Stafford comparisons. Right Uh, or hey, why don't you you do a five year deal and uh, maybe we can have it be for less money, but guarantee you five years. I don't know that he's going to be willing to play ball after sort of looking at his history and then reading how he sort of ties in the Lord's word into his beliefs about his contract situation.
0: Yes, and his contract to me, if if we had to pick points about what could keep Kirk here or not, the contract is one A and. One B. It's the most important thing, right? Because if he is, and and all I- indications are, he has told them, I am not going to take a pay cut on an extension, two thousand twenty three. I I want to be paid essentially like a top five quarterback, and I want to make base again. So the cap is more. I want to make base forty million dollars. Okay. I don't understand. I don't see how, in good conscience, knowing what you do about Kirk how you can say, oh, you know what, we'll make that work. And here's the thing, too. Kevin O'Connell is going to be an improvement on Mike. There's no question about it. Like as far as quarterback paying attention and meeting and cultivating. And, and the development of quarterbacks around this team should become much more, um, much greater, better, and make more sense. All of those things are probably true. But at some point in time, Kevin has to pull out the old line of, Damn it, crazy, I'm not a miracle worker. I can't work miracles. And if we are going to be paying this guy th- that much, you are, in short, asking me to work miracles. Yeah. Uh, because if we pay him that much, it's still going to be such a percentage of our cap that we can't afford to keep guys at times. That And, and you do have to uh, build a defense, too. So it's not like, well, you know what? Mike's gone. Now just ignore it completely that's where i think the conversation really begins and potentially ends not like what do you think about kirk as a person or what do you i mean i've got opinions phil does declan does about those things as well but the reality is this if kirk cousins is saying at some point in time i am going to continue to break your bank because i think i am worth that and you say you know what cool then you're a fool yeah you're a football fool
1: well and and, and i i think the The comeback to your point is oftentimes from the Cousins Crusaders, if you will. How are you going to find a better quarterback, right? We can all, I think, whether you're a Cousins Crusader or whether you're a Cousins hater, all of us pretty much agree. He's like somewhere between the 10th and 14th best quarterback in the NFL. So it's kind of, it's actually kind of a narrow patch of real estate that we all fight it out about. Yep. yep. And uh, yeah, so, you know, maybe there's only 10 or 12 better quarterbacks in the world and most of them are tied up and. You know, if you're just going to look at it from that perspective, it, it it is really hard. But so there's two bins for me. There's can you find a quarterback better than Kirk and how hard is it to draft a quarterback that might eventually be better than Kirk and he, and yes, it's hard. But but people forget that it's also really hard to build the rest of your roster at the same time in a 3-year window to have a top 10 defense, a top 10 offensive line, a top 10 head coach that's also preferably offensive minded that's really hard too even if you have a joe burrow on a rookie scale contract so that's to me that's why it's even more of a non-starter so you're asking me i'm going to pay top 5 money or in in his current contracts case it's a top 3 cap hit i'm going to pay top 5 money in a salary cap league to the 12th or 14th best quarterback in the nfl right and then you're also going to ask me to build a top 10 defense a top 10 offensive line maintain top weapons like the Vikings have done and, and also make sure that I've nailed all my coaching hires, offensive coordinator, like something's probably going to go awry somewhere in there when your quarterback makes a lot less money. And this is why you see so many rookie scale contract quarterbacks go to the Super Bowl with their team, because it just gives you more leeway to, to whiff on a draft pick or whiff on a free agent sign. Like you just have a ton more cap space to be able to, to plug holes. So, To me, it's not even a conversation with him unless there's flexibility to get way, way cheaper at that position. And I don't think – this is where I keep going back. I know what what Rap Sheet's been reporting, and I know that people continue to bang the the drum of, find me a better quarterback. It is a non-starter for a smart front office to pay Kirk Cousins $40 million a year. And if that continues to be the line in the sand, they don't have a choice. They either have to say goodbye to him, or they have to reduce his contract for this year with with a bunch of void years. So you want to be paying like two years of void month, you know, and dead they could money. Could
0: try and do that, but I think he can still say no, and that's the problem. Like like to date, he has done nothing other than agreeing to what, what was a really really savvy smart extension in March of two thousand twenty, uh, which was what two years sixty six mil at the time. Um, he has done nothing to help you. Like he has never said, let's make this work. Let's smooth things out. And, and from what we were told a year ago at this time, Phil go back is that the Vikings approached Kirk at that time and said, let's smooth the contract out. Help us. We need more help. And he said, I'm good. Just did that last year at the time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I just, this is not about, this is not about to me. Um, What are you going to do? Who's quarterback? You're in trouble. This is about resetting the the entire roster from a cat standpoint. And keep in mind, next May, next May, May of 23, Justin Jefferson eligible to be extended. You don't want to wait there. Like, "Ah, Justin, just be patient. We'll get you. Justin Jefferson is a superstar player. Um, He is going to command a really nice contract. He deserves that. Now, ho- hopefully he plays ball as far as trying to work that contract to help you. But my point is, this is not a, well, I mean, they got Kirk and they got all these guys and and they're on the cheap. Those guys aren't going to be. So, like, there are going to, to be guys now that you need and want to pay. And if Kirk stops you, that's a problem.
1: That's a real problem. So, what do you have to say, you know, because Cousins, you know, he's he's not Sam Darnold, he's you know he's certainly one of the fifteen best quarterbacks in the world, and his accuracy and and his willingness to target Jefferson the second half of the season is what led to Jefferson getting another fourteen hundred yards receiving. Right? What do you have to say to people that, that come back and say, well, if you trade Cousins and get a lot worse at the position in the short term, let's say you you know you bring on uh, Marcus Mariota as a bridge quarterback or you you try to start Kellen Mond or something, sure, you know hoping that KOC can can catch him up to speed that. You know, Jefferson's numbers are going to take a nosedive, and then he's going to be even less happy and less likely. Like, how much do you view Kirk as sort of a a bridge to that next contract for Justin Jefferson? Because if you get a lot worse at that position and his numbers start to tank, I mean, he's not happy now,
0: but he yep. might get even more unhappy. What do you um, think? Here, here's what I think. I, I think that the fact is the Vikings, if we, if we believe, and if we don't, it's a big problem that Kevin O'Connell and the new staff are going to morph this offense into an updated offensive scheme. My belief is this. You can get a quarterback who is going to make Jefferson look good because Jefferson is the key there. And so, like, like this is the – so, Cooper Cup with Stafford was great. But, go back. Jared Goff was the previous QB and he didn't, and he's not that good. Like, he's not as good as Kirk, and he certainly did not submarine careers. Now, at the end of the day, the Rams did say, we need an upgrade, and that's that's all well and good, and that's completely fair, and turned out to be very smart. But the fact is, there's this fear that, oh, my God, if Kirk is not throwing Jefferson the ball, he's not going to put up stats. That's folly. The, Viking, the Vikings were a team, and Kirk sanctioned it, that – said in a game against the Detroit Lions, bottom-feeding, crappy team, the second half, we couldn't throw them the ball. Justin Jefferson, the safety, they rolled safeties. You know what the Rams said? Bengals are doing a good job on Cooper Cup. Go time. We're going to move them around. We're going to figure out. Like, that for everybody who watches film who said, well, just look at this film. Look at the film. Jefferson's covered. Mm -hmm. You know what the Rams say? Do you you know what KOC is going to to say? You're right. He is. I'm going to free him up. That's not Kirk. In fact, Kirk's the guy that that, that said, well, my reads aren't there. My reads weren't there. How does Kirk Cousins at his advanced age playing that spot not come back to the sideline and say, what are we doing? Why are we not moving Jefferson around? So my comeback is you're all getting... All of you who are concerned about, well, if Kirk's gone, Jefferson's going to be not going to be mad. No, he's not. He's going to be freed up to catch the football. I'm not suggesting that that the next quarterback be like picked from Benilde. Like you're going to go get a pro quarterback. You're going to get a pro quarterback. And if at some point in time you say this quarterback is not the guy to, to win us a Super Bowl, I guarantee you, no competent offensive team. I said competent. No competent offensive team is going to say, "Well, damn it, we let Kirk go. Kirk was the guy. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to, the the Vikings in 18 were desperate. They were desperate to get an upgrade on Case. I'm fine with that. But you know what? Because they don't know how to read the quarterback position, they picked the wrong guy. What I'm trying to do now is say, there are teams that are going to be desperate. No better time to pounce than now, but... To come back to your question, you're going to find a guy, if the offensive coordinator and coach are good at what they do, hopefully these two are, you're going to find a guy who's going to find a way to get Justin Jefferson the football.
1: Yeah, I I will say to those points, I think we have to assume the best version of Kevin O'Connell, too. So he comes from the Sean McVay coaching tree. We've seen Matt Floor, Zach Taylor, like... Absolutely, you know we have we like, as we have these conversations and project out the next three to five years, we have to sort of just like talk about it as if it's a great hire. Maybe he's not Sean McVay, but he's going to at least take those Sean McVay principles and leadership, and he's and he's going to make things better. So that's that's the prism through which I'm viewing the Vikings until Kevin O'Connell proves otherwise, and it and might I take th- a couple years.
0: And I think that 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 this show, Phil, consistently g- going back to the day. We started, when a Minnesota sports team gets an, a coach or a player, we have been very We'll give you the benefit of the doubt a, for exactly. the most part. Like, yep. I don't think we have ever said, oh, Kirk Cousins is going to suck or be bad, right? Like, like we give you, we're incredibly fair. And so, yes, I am assuming that Kevin O'Connell is going to come in and emulate and, and have something very close to what the Rams have done until he proves he's incapable of that. And then I will change my opinion if that. Yep.
1: And so I tend to pull from some of the Sean McVay stuff, and that might not be a fair apples to apples because Kevin O'Connell is a different person. He's probably going to run some different principles. He's going to borrow from Sean McVay. But whenever somebody gets scared about life after Kirk Cousins, and who knows? And maybe I'll be wrong on this, and they wind up extending him, and then we can, you know, we can push forward with that reality. However, we will on the show. Maybe the show will crumble. I don't know. Maybe the show will tumble off a cliff because we don't, you know, we, we we didn't get our wish, which is to trade Kirk Cousins for the sixth overall pick in Carolina. But I look back at some of those Jared Goff Rams teams, and it's incredible. Now that we've seen Jared Goff without Rams infrastructure. Yep, and just how skittish that guy looks in Detroit, and how quickly they punted him out of that organization. Here, here's a we're gonna pin a first round pick to his earlobe. Just get him out of here, right? For Matt Stafford mm-hmm. in in 2018, the Jared Goff led Rams went 13 and three. He threw for 4,700 yards. Yep, 32 touchdowns, 12 picks. Yep. And a 101.1 passer rating. Basically the exact numbers Kirk Cousins puts up almost every year in his career, right? And that's Jared Goff. So, now, on one hand, that would tell you that, yeah, I mean, like, if, if the Sean McVay coaching tree and Kevin O'Connell get you know maximizes players to the degree that they can, then, like, there's another level of Kirk Cousins game. But it also tells you it doesn't really matter who the quarterback is after Kirk Cousins. There's going to be productivity. I mean, hell, and then by the way, the next season was pretty much the same for Jared Goff. He threw for uh, four thousand six hundred yards and had a uh, let's see, I was he threw sixteen picks that year, so his picks were up, but he threw for a bunch of yards. And in both of those years, he turned two receivers, Robert Woods and um, Brandon Cooks, one year, and then the next year it was Robert Woods and Cooper Cup into eleven hundred yard receivers. Yes, Jared Goff in that system that system actually is is a little less reliant on like yes quarterbacks have to make decisions and do things at the last scrimmage but just based on the the route running and the movement pre-snap and everything it actually makes the job easier for the quarterback in some ways oh, because there's just open receivers more often right so yeah, I, that's how i kind of look at it that there were before life before kirk cousins was actually pretty good around here it was four seasons two division titles 10 wins per year under Mike Zimmer, an NFC Championship game, life with Kirk Cousins in that contract, averaging eight wins, one trip to the playoffs, yep. there will be life, whether it's in a month or whether it's in two years, there will be life after Kirk Cousins. And the Sean McVay coaching tree has shown you that they can maximize guys like Jared Goff. So there's really nothing There's, there's nothing, nothing to fear, fear after sure. Cousins is gone. Yeah.
0: Nothing to fear. and And look, if Kirk came to the Vikings today and said, I've been selfish. You know what? I'll take a pay cut. Let, let's do this. I'd say, okay. So, so, like, my entire thing is based on finances. That's my biggest jumping off point here. It's not, well, I think Kirk stinks. You're, you are going to get a bridge QB who's better. What I'm saying is you're going to get a bridge QB who's cheaper, hopefully draft one. Now you can build all types of, of things. Mm-hmm. And if Kirk is intent on being paid like it sounds Kirk is intent on, I don't understand how it's responsible to try and make that work because it's going to cut off other roads of improving your team, which are absolutely necessary. Like you can't be like our defense stunk. Oh, we'll just throw a few more guys in there. we we'll okay. Where are they going to come from? Right? So mm-hmm. this is all about roster construction through finances to me, mm-hmm. not like a personal vendetta. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I have problems with, Kirk as far as the locker room goes And and as far as the thing that I don't think That he can lead but if he said Give me a chance with Kwasi And KOC and I'll work for cheaper I'd say I'm not in love With with that but let's listen Let's do that probably Um, At his current contract and then Going up and then going up and, And just to smooth It out in 2022 so I can Pay the Piper in 2024 No thank you the Carolina
1: thing is so interesting for so many reasons, you know. On, on, and again, we did a deep deep dive on this on Mackie and Judd, so definitely definitely check that out. And if you're hanging out with us on this special live edition of Purple Daily, please click the subscribe button on our YouTube channel and the like button, so we can spread the word about this Vikings fan community that you have helped us build out. There were almost, I think, we're right around twenty four thousand subscribers on this channel. Thank you, and like thirteen thousand on the Score North channel. So yeah, thank you guys. You're the best. But Carolina is sitting here looking around. and it, it, like When when you caught wind of them calling the Vikings, I was like, oh, my God. We've been talking about the Browns. We've been talking about the Steelers after Ben Roethlisberger. But the Panthers are sitting there in win-now mode, despite the fact that they've won five games in each of the last three seasons. Because they're about to fire Matt Rule if he doesn't do something, right? Right. And they brought in Ben McAdoo to be the, the offensive coordinator, and, and he squeezed you know, quite a bit out of Eli Manning in his last couple of years. Uh, So they've like, they're kind of making one more push to see if they can be relevant in 2022 before they once again, start over and fire everybody. So they're in win now mode. So it makes sense. They need a better quarterback than aging Cam Newton and, and bust Sam Darnold. And they're looking at their division saying, boy, Tom Brady's gone. Sean Payton's gone. And we can probably go from five wins to nine because you know Kirk is a gravitational pull either way to eight, nine, ten wins. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: It's a perfect. They also have like forty million dollars in cap space if they if they pull a couple restructures. Now Darnold takes up like eighteen million, and that is uh, I don't know. I I don't know that I would want that in return. I like I'd rather I'd rather them just keep Darnold in that trade. Right. But if it meant all right, you give us the sixth overall pick, and We'll figure out the last year of Sam. We'll, we'll take Sam Darnold, the last year of Darnold's contract. Yep. He can be a backup. I don't care about yeah. Yep. If you offered
0: to take that money off their hands, would they give you the sixth overall pick? So I, when we got done with Mackie and Judd, I actually got this note from a listener as an idea. And, yes, it's reckless speculation. Please play the sound. Reckless so I am not reporting speculation. this, okay? There's reporting That's Judd. This. Hey, I've heard this. And then there's... I got a note exactly safe space from a listener. What would you think about this? So I think we all agree cousins for the sixth pick in the draft is a logical non-starter. Like if they did that, you're on running the, to on Carolina. their end. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So you are running Kirk, like, like you pick Kirk up and literally run uh, to Carolina and say, here he is. So, but the note I got, which was very intriguing, which takes us down a path of reckless speculation, but it makes more sense than what, what I suggested probably is this. Would you send them Kirk and 12 for six? Um, and Phil, you just expanded it with this. What, it, what what would you get extra even more for taking Darnold back? I mean, that's a great point because Darnold you'd, is the goff, And you'd still save. So, so Darnold is
1: guaranteed... He has one year left. It's like eighteen and a half million dollars, and it's all it's all that's his base and his cap hit. So it's just it's very clean. If you traded Kirk, you'd be eating. He's got a Kirk has a forty five million dollar cap hit, ten million that you would have to eat no matter yep. what. Thirty five the ghosts. So you'd unless wind you wind to... picked
0: up some some of the hit yourself and helped Carolina yep. out on that.
1: But if I if I'm doing math right here, aren't you? If you traded Kirk. And then you got back the sixth overall pick and Sam Darnold. Again, nobody wants Sam Darnold, but if it means getting a better draft pick, wouldn't you also still be saving $17 million in cap space for this offseason too? So you'd help kind of – you'd start the process of getting back under the cap. And then the question is, okay, well, who are your quarterbacks in 2022 if you make this trade? So you'd have the sixth and twelfth overall picks. You could draft Malik Willis with the sixth overall pick. Yep. And then you could draft somebody else with the 12th overall pick. And so then your quarterback room all offseason would be Sam Darnold, and if he had to be a six-game bridge guy and you hold your breath, whatever, Malik Willis, Kellen Mond developing underneath Kevin O'Connell. No. And and
0: the refreshed slate of salary cap space going into 2023. How about take out Darnold and and make it what the listener suggested, which is um, Kirk and 12 for six.
1: I would rather, I think I would rather take Darnold, because you're not going to, when you trade Kirk, like you're kind of, you're aiming for 2023 anyways, right? So I would rather have the six and the 12, because Darnold comes off the books by 2023. Give me the six and the 12. I'd rather have the draft capital. Declan?
2: Yeah, I'd rather have the draft capital too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd I I rather agree. take that as well. I mean, the other because with Carolina not having a second or third pick in this year's draft, you basic, they basically would most likely be giving you a second and third next year. Maybe it's a conditional moves up to a first, like the Carson Wentz trade. But Carolina only has like three of their original picks in this year's draft. They have like five draft picks in <laughs> seven rounds this year. So if you did the swap of the sixth and the twelfth. I would I would entertain yes I would slam yes on that idea I still think Carolina doesn't do that but I would slam yes on that idea
1: I just think you know again you, and people are going to have to get past the the idea of competing for a Super Bowl in 2022 for this idea to take place but right if you said to Carolina we're going to fix your Sam Darnold problem and give you a much much better quarterback that right. by the way. You're still not gonna compete for a Super Bowl with him, but
0: you're you're gonna to get to like eight or nine wins, might, and that's will be great you for you might in your division. Win your division and save Matt Rules job though, and I think that's the goal right now. Yep, and then you can kind of
1: figure out what to do beyond that. And then the Vikings, they get two of the top twelve picks in the draft. Well, yeah, I jump on it. Yes. Probably trade another veteran defensive player for like a second round pick or something, and all of a sudden yes. you've got some capital. You got Malik Willis. And, and now and, you're kind of on your way for two thousand twenty three.
0: Or what, what if you don't take a quarterback in, in this draft, get Darnold back as the bridge for a, a year, subject to change, but probably a year before he becomes a free agent. Phil needs at 6 and 12 that aren't quarterback, and then c- circle back in 23. And, and again, the difference here is this. We were so conditioned to Rick never going up, right? Like he mm-hmm. never traded up. It, it's like it o- almost became illegal to trade up. Um, or or at least try and significantly trade up, because 2022 might be miserable. Who knows? But you know what? You might make the playoffs. I'm not not saying it's a top seed. I wouldn't expect that. But you might be a seven seed. You might be six. Like there's a lot. The the NFC has a lot of very fringe bad teams that make the playoffs. Yeah. So there's no guarantee. I don't think that that you can say with or without Kirk that this team is destined not to make the playoffs. But I think what we all can agree on, if you're a Vikings fan, is this team needs a reset. It needs a reset, and it needs cap flexibility, and it needs to go in a different direction than what they attempted in 2018.
1: All right. I'm going to ask a question that's just going to get hammered by our audience here. This is a Declan-like point. This this question I'm about to ask comes from a place of full belief in in Kevin O'Connell. I love everything I've heard and seen from him so far. I've you know, tried to go back and listen to more interviews and stuff, and it's just for not knowing a whole lot about that guy two months ago, yep. just seems like a, a, a smart, emotionally intelligent guy that really connects with quarterbacks and understands how to build a team. Okay, mm-hmm. Jared Goff, I'm going to use this as an example. Jared Goff has played six years in the NFL. And again, I'm borrowing Sean McVay's success, and I'm applying it to Kevin O'Connell here. I'm, 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 I am uh, projecting the best version of Kevin O'Connell here. Jared Goff has played six years in the NFL. The first year and his last year were without the Sean McVay offensive system, leadership, et cetera. In those two seasons, Jared Goff and his teams are 3-17 and 17. With QBRs, 1 to 100 scale of you know, QBR, if you're under 50, it's really, really bad. QBR of 18.3 and 39.5. So Jared Goff without Sean McVay and Kevin O'Connell and that coaching staff is a disaster. Just an, one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. With those guys, Super Bowl appearance, You know the Rams wound up, even despite that bad start, if you take away the 0-7 start, 42-20 and 20 with Jared Goff as starting quarterback, you know put up passer ratings over 100 a couple times, threw for 4,600 yards in back-to-back seasons. Like he was, I think, a pro bowler once or twice. Just ridiculous, right? Got a big contract out of it, yes. Mm-hmm. If the Vikings were to trade Kirk Cousins to the Carolina Panthers for Sam Darnold and the number 6 overall pick, what are the chances that Kevin O'Connell could turn a former top 10 overall pick and one of the best college quarterbacks in the country into a rock-solid starting quarterback. Sam Darnold chance. had the Jets and had Matt Rule so, his four years. He's had yeah. no shot, yeah. no shot. So you're br- I'm just saying, he's yeah, a former number you. three overall pick from four years yeah. ago, mm-hmm. and it's a, it'd be a throw-in
0: to get the number six. So here's my question and O'Connell could probably deduct this fairly quickly, is Sam Darnold been mentally ruined. Because I do think that there is a breaking point where quarterbacks um, like Darnold, who are young and then are as misguided as as the Jets were and the Panthers weren't a big improvement, is Darnold fixable? There's a chance that the answer is no. But because he is going to be entering the last season of his contract – would i find out yes I, I mean to me to me it's giving what we think is a gifted mechanic a classic car and saying can you fix it and the gifted mechanic might say oh absolutely oh yeah i'm going to go out to get this 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 and bang i'm going to get you know i'm going to get dirty and i'm going to get this car fixed or saying you know what i tried i can't um but my question is back at you is What's the harm in taking the shot?
1: And, and, and again, it wouldn't even be about him, but like as sort of a reclamation project while you retool for a year.
0: And he, but he might also, guess what? He might get sort of fixed and co- come back and say, now, nah, now pay me. And you're going to say, no. Um, I am all about, I, and I don't care if the person's name is Cousins, Darnold, take your pick. I am all about the Vikings finally finding their own quarterback and developing him, and having him be really damn good on a rookie contract. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. My, the, 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 the beginning of my cousin's platform is I don't want to pay him what, what he wants.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, Garrett Nelson chimes in here on, in the Purple Daily YouTube comments. This is a great question. He says, Mackie, you've been saying all along that blowing up a franchise and firing the coach, GM, and quarterback all at once is almost always a disaster. What has changed in your thinking? It might be, but just in hearing from Kwesi and everyone that has raved about Kwesi and hearing from Kevin O'Connell, I think they nailed those two hires. So I don't know. All I've been saying for the last two years is be careful firing GM, coach, and quarterback who are all good. They're not, none of them are disasters. They're all good, not great. And that's preventing you from being great. If you fire all three of them, just be careful because you're probably not going to hit home runs on all three of them coming back the other way. But I sure. kind of, I can right now. I feel like they hit home runs on Quasey and Kevin O'Connell. Again, they haven't played, you know, the season just ended a month ago. They haven't played a game yet. So we'll see. Oh, well, I might be wrong.
0: And I, I guess I, I would ask this back too: at the predicament, the Vikings were in, what were you, what more were you going to get from the turnup? Like, 2021 was miserable. And I know they lost close games. They lost a bunch of close games. What do you mean? Mm -hmm. It was a, if if you were around that team at all, it was a miserable death march in which everybody hated life. That is not the way to live. And it's sure not not the, the way to be successful playing sports. So if they had done this with a team that said, you know what, that team was not too bad, a little bit surprised, I think your reaction is a little bit, is more dubious. But this this season, just going by how it felt, felt like they won about four games. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt that miserable. It felt yeah. that difficult. It felt like it was at every turn pulling teeth. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah.
1: A lot of people commenting on Judd's photos from our surly listener gathering over the weekend saying, yeah. who's the skinny guy? Uh, what happened to look, him? Look at that guy.
0: You know what? Beam I'll, pole. I'll, <laughs> you know, no, no. That's Declan. I'm still Judd. But, yes. I have lost 30 plus pounds thanks to our friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. And I want you to join me now on a plan that I'm here to tell you works. Because if I can do it, you can too. And here's the best part. We have the I did an eight-week challenge in which you get your first eight weeks for free. That's right, first eight weeks for free. I continue to say this, but I lost 26 plus of my pounds in the first eight weeks. Imagine losing 26 plus pounds, springtime clothes fit, and you are yet to have to write a check 855 go l-i-v-e-a livia.com l-i-v-e-a.com again if i can do it you can too and imagine eight weeks for free and and you're feeling good about life you are looking good your face is is thinner like mine is livia.com is the place to go i'm
1: sending this out on twitter here right now who says no Panthers get Kirk Cousins, Vikings get sixth overall pick, and Vikings also take on Sam Darnold's oh, one about, year. 18-year-old. Oh, the
0: ratio! Oh, god! Oh, god. I, I, I'll turn
2: it into a tweet on our score social account. I hope your I <laughs> hope your Twitter <laughs> mentions are
0: are rolling right now. That they're rolling right now. Oh my god! The Darnold comes. Is, The Here Darnold thing is going to one hundred percent get you.
1: Three, two, one, send. There it goes, dude. Doc, <laughs> oh my! You know what? God. I, might need, I might need some risk management uh, business insurance. Yes. That's where yes. Federated comes in. Thank God. Federated's been around for over a hundred years, based in Owatonna, Minnesota. They are one of us, so to speak. Uh, oh my God! The replies are coming in already. Um, you can God. find out more about Federated Insurance, the people and the resources they can provide for your business at federatedinsurance.com. dot com. Also, uh, hey, Saint Thomas basketball, hockey, and in the fall football. All part of the Score North family here, Score North Radio. You can hear all those games. In fact, uh, as we sit here recording this live version right now on on Score Radio, you can hear a St. Thomas basketball game. If you're interested in St. Thomas tickets, TommySports.com. TommySports.com. Um, before we uh, wrap this special live episode, so Aaron Rodgers made his Tuesday appearance on Pat McAfee. He's kind of the first domino for. The quarterback carousel. He said, no news today. I know I posted a cryptic Instagram thing last night. But and pictures. No news today. I'm just very grateful. He said the reason why he posted that weird, not weird. I mean, it's it's weird from him. It's just like there's always an agenda behind everything he says it feels like. But he said he came out of a Karma cleanse mm-hmm. and just felt really grateful and wanted to post about mm-hmm. the people in his life that he was grateful for. And so the Internet sleuths are like a, a PK cleanse. Panchakarma cleanse. What's that?
2: I looked it up immediately. I happen to be on Wednesday. <laughs> I went through this.
1: It's uh, oh, it's five okay. or six steps. Yes, it's six steps. It's three days of ghee therapy, which is consume ghee until you evacuate at both ends.
2: Wednesday. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Flu. Stomach it's flu. it's one day of therapeutic vomiting. It's one day of laxative therapy. That's the first three days mm-hmm. or the whatever. Uh, first three that, yeah. steps. It's three days of herb drops in your nose. It's many days of enemas. And then the sixth step is yoga and meditation throughout all of those things.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is what happened to me on Wednesday. I, I took that day off and just did all this. Just in, in one day. In one, in one day, I actually skipped some steps, but that's Yeah, you okay. didn't do the ghee. No, no, but I, I did go through this therapy. I don't recommend it, by the way. I, he did I, this I willingly.
0: It.
2: Did not rec- Yeah, I, I did it unwillingly. I do not recommend this therapy.
1: How are you supposed to meditate when like things are just flying out, out of, both of ends you. of your body?
0: I don't know. I don't know. And who, sit in the shower? And who volunteers? Who volunteers for a day of vomiting? It just sounds. I don't volunteer
2: for it. It usually
0: just hits me. No, I know. I, lo- but I it, love how
1: he throws this stuff out too. He, you know, he just very casually. Yeah, I've just been yeah. doing a PK. And he calls a it a PK, PK cleanse. Day. Like all of us know
0: what he's. If there about. is not a band by tonight named the Karma Cleanse, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the, the Karma Clans. once again. The Karma Clan. <laughs> that is a great <laughs> band name. There's a lot of good band names. Panchakarma uh, Cleanse is a great one. That's pretty good.
1: Oh, Which, man.
0: It should be our house band. <laughs> the Mackie and Judd Purple Daily House Band.
1: The Karma Cleanse. Uh, Are right, any any final thoughts from you guys on the current state of uh, Kirk Cousins trade discussion? Three weeks to go until the league year?
0: I, I believe, going back to um, Rodgers, I think he's staying in Green Bay. You? So, Bavada has
1: changed their odds to minus 350, which means heavy odds on him staying in Green Bay. I, I think at this point, he's either retiring or staying in Green Bay.
0: Yeah.
2: Dex? I think he's done. I think he's done.
0: I, I don't think he can stand being done because he's because he loves being important and staying with the Packers m- makes him more important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Just reading into those Instagram tea leaves, whether it was the pancha karma or the tequila he was sipping or whatever the hell he was on, that sounds like a guy who's done. I think he's done.
0: I think he wants you to believe he's done. To say, please, Aaron, don't retire. Not on us. You can't on our watch. And if he's not done and if he goes back to the Packers, I will say this again. The market for the the available veteran QBs gets even hotter. Mm -hmm. I'll it leave does. you with that.
1: It does. I'm I'm still going through the You've... vitriol being sent toward Judd here, too, from his his <sighs> uh, Panthers called the Vikings report, which is such a, I mean, by the way, like Judd used to break so much Vikings news when he covered the beat on a regular basis. And Judd just floating out. Yeah, the Panthers made a phone call. You know, yeah. We'll see where it goes. It's like it's being. And uh, Rick Sosa. Wasn't Judd the one that made this whole Panthers thing up?
0: Rick is sitting in his office. What can I yep. make what can up I do Yep, I'm going to okay. make it up. I'm going to make it up. Anyway. Amazing. All right, dudes.
1: Good stuff here today. Good session. Right. Sam Darnold, right. think about it. Just think about it. Oh, and you're, number six pick. your timeline's about to turn into what mine was yesterday. Enjoy. <laughs> All right. That's uh, Purple Daily. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. See you guys tomorrow.